Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Speak As You're Moved. This is Derek Roebuck here with you live with my fellow co-hosts, Patrick Collins. Good evening. My first cousin, Joshua Jernigan. Good evening and welcome. And we got Matt Collins as well, but he might be a few minutes late. Um, we are a group of fathers and friends and followers of Christ. Hoping to bring to you an uplifting fellowship and real-life conversation that glorifies Jesus Christ. This week, we are top. our top topics are going to be um, maybe along the lines of your wedding. Um, our favorite wedding memories, um, maybe some wedding advice. And also, we're going to go from there into... Uh, Maybe a little bit of information about our first car. You know, we all, us being guys, we're, we're pretty heavy into uh, vehicles, so we'll get into a little bit about our first car. But other than that, neither you nor us know where this is going to go. So let's get started and speak as you're moved. Um, we're going to go ahead and go into a word of prayer, as usual, and start everything off. And uh, I'm going to ask Josh Jernigan to go ahead and pray for us. Be happy to. Lord, we thank you for bringing us together tonight on this radio program. We thank you for your power in our lives. You ask that you bless this program tonight, bless all the listeners that are tuned in and the listeners that will tune in in the future on our archive. Um, and we all gather strength one from another, um, gather encouragement of our walk with thee, and um, just be in our midst here tonight. All these things we ask in that holy, precious name. Amen. 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 All right. We have got some crazy stuff going on tonight. Um, yes. My, and my boy Matt. Has, uh, <laughs> kudos tonight is to Matt's Matt. anniversary. And he yes. was basically pedal to the metal coming home from an anniversary dinner. Got you can't rush those kids. things. No. But... <laughs> he also, or, or it's, it. it's been a little hectic. So we were like at down to the wire logging on and. Yeah, a little explanation to to our listeners. Matt is the one that heads up the technical side of it, um, puts us online, um, gets the radio co, which which is our feed. And so without Matt, we're kind of dead in the water. And getting somebody a feed was kind of impossible. Um, but Matt is being yeah. a good husband, and and kudos to Matt for doing that because um, if ever we're gonna have one miss a part of a program. Um, doing it to make sure your wife's happy on your anniversary is what we're all about. Um, it's keeping that family unit strong. Mama yeah, ain't happy. I tried to talk him out of it, but he wasn't having it. I said, hey, man, just postpone. You know, what's the big deal? This is like your seventh or eighth anniversary. I mean, he's Something. like, no, it's man, not, it's not even it. got a do present, it. you know? No. He's got a special he, well, present, like the five or the ten. He does, uh, he's the brains behind the operation. So we're all just kind of sitting here on our hands, helpless. Because we are yep. all inferior to Matt Collins. Uh, Matt Collins <laughs> yes. is the best. He is number one. And uh, the man. But now it's good. We he, uh, <laughs> we're not worthy. Um, yeah. <laughs> but now that's good. He, he'll be he'll be jumping on in a little bit um, after he gets yeah. his, his house settled. Um, but anyway, our uh, little background. Our topic tonight um, is. Based on our first topic, I should say, is is tailoring towards our wedding. Um, obviously, all four of us are married, um, happily married, I'll add. Um, we just went hey, to um, – some of us were able to go to a friend of ours' wedding this weekend. Um, you know, Matt was there. Um, it was in Raleigh. Um, I was there, and I think Patrick and, and Josh were not able to make it. But um, they uh, they were obviously married, and it brought back some memories, and so – it's good for us to uh, to reminisce, and it gives us an opportunity to maybe share a little bit of marital advice that we might have picked up on the way. Um, I've been married for 10 years. Here's the two. Uh, man, I don't know. No, maybe 11 years. Um, <laughs> not good under pressure. Carry the one. Uh, <laughs> I got married in 2009. Mm, man, I'm going to get a talking to when I go downstairs. Um yeah. <laughs> Josh has been married for so good. maybe nine, eight or nine. Nine years. Nine. nine. Nine years, yep. And Patrick is what, probably seven? Yeah. What do you think? Okay, that's pretty good. Uh, guessing on that part. 
Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, that's good enough. But yeah, so we might have a little <laughs> bit of information that we could pass on. Um, <laughs> I've learned a little bit, but we'll go ahead and start I've off, Josh. Too. What do you got on your uh, maybe some fond wedding memories and some advice to send to these guys? All right. Well, um, since you and I are past the average, all right. So the average um, length of a marriage that is going to end in divorce is eight years. What? Um, yeah, I know. Well, it, it, that's the average of ones that do end in divorce. Okay. So it's not saying marriage or the average of all marriages end in eight years. It's saying if there's a divorce, yeah, the it's going to happen. Divorce. Right. It's going to happen in eight years wow. um, on average. So that's it's really short. But yeah. yeah. Well, and then that, that also depends on what they consider divorce because it might be seven years and then it takes about a year to process and clear the legal system. So between seven and eight years. But so over that hurdle, whew, um, now, I, anybody that knows my backstory knows that we dated forever um, and then got married, um, which is which has its own interesting challenges. Um, but whenever the, the one thing that got us through is I and Meredith were both confident that God had his hand in it and was leading us. Um, so we did wait until I was out of college and she was on her final year um, and of grad school. Um and then we got married. Um, we did plan it for, we went like a, a year and three month engagement. Sounds kind of crazy, especially uh, mirrored alongside Derek's. Derek's has a different story than I. Um, we'll get there. But uh, so, um, we, we, we planned it out like down to everything. Plus she was going through school and so she needed more time, you know, to plan and the one that she wanted. Um, we had great, um, I, I I think our wedding went great. Um, I appreciate everybody that that was a part of it and that the sacrifice to come to it. Um, we we tend to have big weddings in our in our church just because we're kind of open invitation kind of thing, and we're a very close knit group. So I mean, having three hundred and fifty at the wedding isn't that big of an ordeal, you know. Um, mm-hmm. We had a, a um, we got married in the same. It's a different church. They built a new church um, a few years before we got married, but the same exact location that both our parents got married in. That's a neat little fact. Not everybody knows. Um, both my parents got married in West Columbia at our church, and so did her parents. Um, the old so church? That, uh, obviously yeah. the old church. But obviously the old church. You, both, married, yeah. you didn't get married in the old church, though. No, I got married in the new church. Same ground, yeah. different yeah, building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we wanted a new church for our wedding. So we, we started, you know, pushing for that. Yeah. We knew we were going to get married. So, you know, yeah, had to talk to like the uh, personal own personal venue. Well, thing. I mean, we, you have to talk to the boosters and um, you, you have to you <laughs> play up support. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we got married in the new church and it was great. Um, we had uh, a lot of people there. Um, didn't get to speak to half of them, I feel like. Um, we tried to make the... Uh, the the reception go well like be able to eat first and then come out but then she couldn't bustle her dress and it felt like it took us forever to get into the big reception hall which we had at columbia metropolitan convention center um big venue but uh i just felt like it was i felt like it went by too fast you know um i really enjoyed it it was nice and but you know then we went to uh to curacao which i believe matt has that same experience um, just trying to figure out someplace different and then, um, but still, you know, Caribbean that you can get too quick. Um, the wedding itself, we were a little bit unique in that we, uh, we had two preachers preach our wedding. I don't know if anybody else had that. Um, really? yeah, I didn't know if you knew that. Well, well, so, yeah. See, I mean, a lot going on. See, whenever you, whenever you date, for 11 years prior to get married, like you've got to have somebody on like the first five and a half and then somebody on the second five and a half, you know? So, I mean, you got to break up the, the preaching yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. um, we, we did, we did. So, um, I think what that would be well. your, uh, what will be your advice? So advice. advice that you have learned. Um, mine is you're not really going to remember your wedding that much. You're not going to remember the reception that much, but you are going to, um, remember 
how your spouse acted, you know, um, if any, any, I mean, I, I, I just remember just, and still I'm so happy that I didn't marry a bridezilla. Mm-hmm. I, I, we all have that, you know, I have that, you know, I guess that image of, of women that whenever they, they want everything going a certain way, that kind of stuff. And it doesn't, and they can have meltdowns and all that kind of stuff. My wife was so easygoing on her. I mean, I know she was nervous wreck. Okay. But she like, it didn't portray itself into being this ball of nerves, you know. Um, it was it was just focus on the moment and the commitment that we're making to each other. And whenever you do that, I think that you you can look back at your wedding day without regrets. You know, you can always do something different. We could have done this. We could have done that. Could have had a limo. We could have had this. You know, like there's a lot of different things we could have done that we didn't. Um, we didn't have a limo. We left in her car. Um, but uh, you know you don't really have regrets whenever you can focus solely on that commitment to each other and that, that in, in, in having it, I, I would suggest having it in a church. I've been to weddings outside of church and inside of church and that this is me and I am biased, but I think it keeps reminding you that this commitment isn't just to each other it's a commitment to God. Um, and if you enter in your, your marriage, knowing that it's a commitment to God, um, and continually reminded of that, you know, and, 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 in our, in our church, and I'm sure it happened and I heard a, a good reports of it happening. Um, the, the, the priest or the officiant is going to go scriptural with it. It's not going to be fluff. It's not going to be, you know, this, marriage, you know, it's not going to be just, you know, they, <laughs> it's not going to be too much. <laughs> <Hey>. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not going to be like that. It's going to be real. Hey guys, Take this serious. This is serious. We know y'all are serious, and this is what the Bible says. A lot of times, you know that that's the kind of the the process there, and and having words to think back on. So, um, anyway, that my my so I guess my suggestion on wedding is to have it in church. Um, sure, the the beach and the and everything is, is beautiful, and enjoying God's creation is beautiful. I just I like the focus on the fact that you're making a a, a commitment, and you're marrying together with God, uh, the holy matrimony, that, that triangle that we, we spoke, I think Derek referenced um, last week, um, that, that that needs to be an overwhelming theme, not only your wedding, but your marriage. So. Agreed. I like it. What do you think, Pat? <clears throat> um, I'm really passionate about this topic, so if I get a little preachy, then... I get a little preach on. Um, I want you to speak. Yeah, I, uh, I, I will. I'll do my best. Lord help. Um, so, uh, so I guess I'm kind of coming into this, talking about advice, talking about marriage, um, mm-hmm. coming into this with the understanding that you need to be, you need to be a sanctified man, a sanctified woman, uniting in holy matrimony. Um, I recognize that not everybody will do that, obviously, but yeah, but you have to be, you have to be, um, you have to be equal. You have to be, um, one with God before you, before you can attempt to go into, go into, go into a marriage. Um, and like I said, I recognize not everybody will do that. And I believe that God can, can still work, um, inside of a union that is not two holy people being joined together, but. Bible is so very clear on on that and on man and a woman, you know, both sanctified, holy, and then those two are united and become one. Um, and Jesus talked a lot about that. So kind of I just preface that because that's kind of where, um, you know, when we were were as a kind of speak just for a minute, that's kind of what I'm thinking about, who I'm thinking about. Um and so with that said, it's so funny. I got a lot of unsolicited advice from people <laughs> when I got <laughs> engaged. It's kind of one of, in every major moment of your life, it seems like there's just always just unsolicited advice. It's like, it's just something about it. You just, people just come up to you and they're like, Hey, you know, was no, when you got married, when we first got pregnant and I imagine whenever else comes along, you know, there's always people coming up. And they're going to say some some crazy stuff. So uh, one of the advice that I heard a lot that I completely disagree with is happy wife, happy life. I 
hate <laughs> that statement. Um, I just said all, it. It's not Man. at all. Um, no, because no. what if you're trying to make your wife happy and God's trying to tell you to go do something else? What you going to do? Um, so that's part of the problem there. Second of all, and Lolo pointed this out, I thought it was great. It's, it's um, degrading to the wife because it makes it's like okay well is the whole household in the operating of just for her sake um it kind of puts her in a very odd position if you will i'm not quoting her directly but that was very it it paints it paints women in a very bad light especially sanctified women so i hate the happy wife happy life and i would counsel any young man who's a husband you know serve god trust jesus lead your household and yeah sometimes you you know you're not going to make your wife happy sometimes you're not going to make your kids happy but if you're doing what god wants you to do ultimately he'll bring you all together um so with that said uh, uh probably the best advice that i could give is that it's always better when you're together and those two statements seem like they may contradict because you know, there will be times when the two of you disagree on something. And so you go and you pray about it and you find that that center ground. Um, and then you make a decision that hopefully you believe God is leading you in. And when you make a decision, you get uh-huh. together on that decision and you go because it's always better when you're together. And even if you go into a situation we had, Laura and I, I'm going to get a little personal, but that's okay, I suppose, because I really do like believe in this. And I hope that young people are out there either considering marriage or courting or maybe newly married. Listen, and if I can tell you one piece of advice, and it's biblical, you're no more twain, but you're one flesh. It's always better when you're together. And, um, you know, I had a job opportunity come up. It was more of a promotional type thing. And I prayed about it and didn't have a clear revelation on it. And we talked about it and I took it um, and we were together on it. And it actually was a very poor decision. And it was a tough 18 months working through the windfall of that decision. And we realized that we had stepped out and, and probably not made the best decision, but we did our best in the decision. But we were together. We were together in the failure. And if it would have been the right decision, we would have been together in the success. And so even with small things, with big things, it's always better when you're together. Um, And it's obviously the best when you're together and following God. So, but stay together on everything, make the decision together, um, try to be together as much as you can, because it's always better when you're together. Um, And then, you know, I guess, um, I mean, I guess that's, that's probably my main point of advice. There's, seems like there's a lot more. You know, you can talk for ages on the subject, but um, but I mean, that would be my key takeaway. I will say this. If you're entering into marriage trying to avoid, avoid divorce, you have a very poor expectation <laughs> of what a marriage can be. Yeah. <laughs> it can yeah. be it can be the biggest blessing in your life. And you can be you can be a um, as our minister told us who married us, he said a good marriage can be one stick in God's hand like Samson and the jawbone of an ass. And that was such a great analogy because God can use a godly marriage to just destroy heaps upon heaps of the devil's forces. And don't underestimate the power of a good godly marriage and what it can do. So that's Um, kind of my, I guess my advice, if you will. Along with that, Patrick, and 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 I, and I when we say the happy wife and happy life in jest, but um, you're right. It's not up to one or the other. The happiness is not up to the other spouse. And you got to remember that too. If you're following God and your contentment's from Him, and both of y'all are, are uh, that same stick in His hand, I mean, then then you're going to have success. Um, the, the reason why I interjected here, it was kind of interesting. Um, I had a listener write in and said, you know, they didn't know who was doing the devotion, but they wanted to share two scriptures with us. And I, they didn't know our topic. Okay. Shared Psalms 127. 
Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. Um, with his low children are in heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Um, and mm-hmm. happy is the man that hath his quiver full with them. They shall not be ashamed. They shall speak with the enemies in the gate. But except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. That was crazy that they wrote in. They never. I've never had somebody suggest a scripture for a devotion. Um, and then <laughs> it fits perfectly. I mean, if you unless the Lord is building that, if you're entering in not to have a divorce, you're entering in because that's the next step in your relationship. Bad idea. Um, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain to build it. Um, mm-hmm. They also they also um, wanted to share with us. First Corinthians 16, 13, and 14. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith. Quit you like strong men. Like men, be strong. Let all your things be done with charity. Anyway, which is which is true too in, in your relationship. You do you have times when you have to take leadership, but even then, all your things be done with charity. But um sorry, I didn't want to cut you off, Derek. I want you to go. I just I knew that it, no, it, no, it was crazy how that scripture the scripture went exactly along with what Patrick was, was stressing um, on our marriages, um, which I appreciate. And that's the cool thing okay. about scripture is it, it applies. The same verse can apply to so many different yeah. as, like subjects, I should say. You know, Patrick. Um, go ahead. Oh, on your on your on your wedding day itself, is there any regrets or any advice on the actual day? Because I any I'm trying to think back to your. I'm oh trying to remember boy. back Do to I have some regrets? <laughs> so, uh, a quick story, Derek. I'll I'll be real quick. Um, and uh, and I hope Matt jumps on because I want to hear from Matt. But this is a true story. So, and grooms to be, don't do what I did. So, um, I had the marriage license in my possession, and I was told that like you got to get the marriage license signed before you go on the honeymoon and like it was this big important document it was like my one job that and getting the vows right so i had two jobs the first one was to get the marriage license to the church the second one was to get my vows right and i failed at both of them so the first one i actually had the marriage license in my drawer and i i had it in there for months because it would keep it safe well as i gradually used the drawer in the apartment i worked the marriage license back behind the drawer which, by the way, is a great yeah, way up to and over. hide something. The up and over. Yes. Yeah, the up and over. So, so, um, so we go, we're <laughs> balling, and all the guys are having fun, and I can't find the license, and my good buddy Steven offered to come and help me look for it. And I tore the apartment apart and could not find it. And I actually called Lauren, the big mistake, called Lauren mm-hmm. to ask her <laughs> if she took it as a prank, which would have been a great prank because um, I was sweating. And she did not. And then, of course, I alerted her the fact that I couldn't find it. So that was bad. Um, yeah. But whatever. I mean, we're getting married. Yeah. So um, anyway, so finally, I, we circled back to the apartment. I told Steve and I said, I'm pulling that drawer out and dumping everything on the floor. And that's what I did. And I found the license and it was all saved. Um, but anyway, yeah, then I got to the church and, uh, you know, in the vows, it's I am, I will, I do. And <laughs> well, the question was like the first question is like, "Are you a holy sanctified man?" And it was so, and I was, you know, that was I just answered honestly, was like, "Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. So, yep." Thou sayest, and this, and this is supposed to be, I will. And so I was like, "Yeah, whatever." Too yeah, right now. So I, did um, I had two jobs, and uh, yeah. and uh, failed on both of them. But we had a great wedding. Um, you know, of course, she looked beautiful, and and uh, she, we, uh, I was like, it went by way too fast, but um, you know, it's just a wonderful day. But um, but I will say, I just this time trying to be a romantic or gushing. I'd say this from the bottom of my heart. It was a great day, but you know, people say, "Oh, it's the best day of your life," but really, the 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 wedding is nothing compared to the marriage. Yep, there's a ways to get there, and 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 a lot of people in the world will jump, you know, kind of ahead, and then try to jump back, and it it gets confusing. And I think the way that God set it up is perfect. Um, You know, they try to have the the marriage and living together and all that stuff without the commitment, and then they add the commitment in 
and it, it it's just it's backwards. But Derek, didn't uh, didn't you have a problem with your marriage? Like, am I am I making something up, or is it, did that did you have the same? I thought y'all like remember, left uh, or something, or y'all had to like go back home. I I don't know. I forget what. what it said. I remember there was some <laughs> some turmoil. <laughs> well, anything that has to do with me is pretty much always going to be an adventure. Um, now we uh, I think I, I remember going to the city. Lately, Ann left oh, her clothes made... or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's clothes. Yeah, she did. She okay. um. We got married in Colombia as well, and my parents got married in the same church that Josh's parents got married in, and Josh's what? wife's parents got married in, and I got mm-hmm. married in. Um, so we were we didn't live in Colombia at the time, but we got married there because that's where my wife's from. Um, but I remember going to the courthouse. I guess it's the courthouse with, with my dad is the one that married us. He's a um, minister and. He married us, and I remember going down there and getting it. I don't remember if it was before. I'm pretty sure it was before, um, I guess. But that I didn't have any debacles with that, but I do remember I had a load of groomsmen. Um, I, I maxed out the roster. Um, I think I had aren't you the reason? Aren't you the reason why we like no, had to have no, the no, no, that's a speculation. <laughs> There's been nothing proven. You know that's hearsay. Allegedly, not hold up in a court. After this, after after Derek got married, folks, um, the church did issue guidelines that maxed out the number of groomsmen, so you didn't have a parade. But uh, they're more like guidelines. Sorry, yeah, we're having a lot of friends. <laughs> we were like but, the first marriage after the guidelines. Like, oh, front. We really got. Well, I, I was, I was the first one to get married in in my age group of friends. Um, this is true. I got married when I was 21, 2009. Um, I think everybody else got married a few years after that. Josh in close succession. But anyway, we we had a lot of people, and they stuck us in that little computer room there in the back of the church. And it was, I mean, it might be 6 by 10, 6 by 12, and it's got a desk in it. So I don't know why they thought that copier. was the best place to put us. But it was like, and, it was and like 15 people in that. And a copier. Um, which and a we, copier used to our um, advantage um there was uh there was pants being pulled down and there was xeroxes being made um being immature kids but um i remember wasn't there some whiteout they also i let some i let some of them talk me into riding on the bottom of my shoe and they wrote help me on the bottom of my shoe and whiteout which i actually just told the story this weekend and a lot of people didn't know it but um, anyway so during my wedding ceremony, when you kneel to pray, my foot will come up and you would read, help me on the bottom of my shoe. And it, got, it got a lot of laugh from a lot of folks. I got, um, don't you have a picture of it? Isn't there a picture yeah, of it's your a, it's in, my, my, uh, in the wedding book? Yeah. Wedding album. Yeah, it's in mm-hmm. there. Which is real fitting because with you being the first one married of our age group, we're like, oh, Derek's whipped. You know, oh, he's got to hurry up and get married. You know, that kind of thing. So with yeah, that, yeah. you you playing into it with the help me. I know you went fully <laughs> willing into the marriage, but it was pretty funny yep. for us guys. So. And I did have a, yeah. a two month engagement, maybe. Um, a little, a little bit. Little, yeah. At the end, I proposed it like right around Thanksgiving, towards the end of November. Bought a house in December and got married in January. Um, and so we were we were quick with it. Um, but my advice would be. Um, obviously you find the right one, but I, I, later on after marriage, you know, a few years in, um, I read a scripture that I'm, uh, I don't know if I can pull it up on my phone cause I'm doing this on my phone, but first Corinthians seventh chapter, it's a couple of verses. Um, let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence and likewise also the wife unto the husband. The wife hath not power over her own body, but the husband. And likewise, also the husband hath not power on his own body, but the wife. You know, and a lot of people might read that and think that, you know, it's I'm, I'm the master or whatever, and it's not that way. The way it, it blessed me and the way it encouraged me is that I render due benevolence to my wife. I want her, I want to do everything I can for her, and then her in turn do everything I can she can for me. And we're constantly wanting the best for each other 
Um, yes. And mm-hmm. that is obviously going to coincide with, you know, I want to pray for her. You know, I want to yeah. um, I want to pray that the Lord is working with me, working with her, leading us in the same path, um, wherever we're going, whatever issues that come up in life um, and whatever we whatever issues we're going to find that I want to put God first. I want to put her ahead of myself. And I think that's, I think that goes without saying most men would say that, that, you know, I'll, oh yeah, I'll do anything for my wife, but you know, it, it you could say that the first year of marriage, but you know, yeah. do you say that every year after that? Do you say that when it gets hard and, and, you know, issues come about and, you know, people want to yeah. be selfish. Do you still say that? Um, and it's easy to get into the tit for tat kind of thing. Like, you know, with mm-hmm. doing dishes, yeah, on, if you have score. the mindset that you're, yeah. And keeping score, everybody loses in a marriage yeah. if you keep score. Um, because if you truly have your mindset you're talking about and you keep that mindset, just the same mindset you entered into that relationship, you keep that. And I'm not saying I'm always perfect at this, but it, it, it does cut out the keeping score if you always want the best for them and you always want them to be better off and them to succeed and them to, you know, have an easier yeah. day than you did or whatever it is, you know, I, I can cook dinner, I can do this. And, and cause yeah, when you cook, when you keep scoring a marriage, both people lose. And it's, it's, um, it's easy, I guess, when, when things get hard to, you know, want to kind of bail out and what, not bail out of the marriage necessarily, but just kind of be selfish and go hole up in a corner somewhere and just kind of do what, yeah. do what I want to do. We do what feels good with me, you know, and, and you're no longer one, you know, you're, but plain, you know, you are, you are one together with your wife and now you are one. There is no separating you anymore. Um, and I've, you know, you, if you haven't gone through anything big, you know, big issues, you know, you will. Um, and you're going to find that, you're going to rely on you're going to rely on each other and you're going to rely on the Lord cuz that's what you got. Um yep. exactly. But my one of my my favorite memories um you know I had a blast at our at our wedding. Um it was so much fun. There was obviously tons of people there. As Josh was saying, we have a you know, a big family, a big church family and um you know, just the the celebration and and being I don't know. It was, it was, it's a different kind of, it was a different kind of fun, you know, and it was yeah. one that I, I haven't forgot, you know, and I remember, and I think everybody does, you know, when, when your wife walks down the aisle and she's a smoking hot fox and you're like, man, this is, this is kind of fun, you know, and then you kind of get to just, you leave and y'all just kind of start a life together. And, and it was, it's different, you know, it's, it's a different kind of fun than, you know, going and playing basketball or going snowboarding with the guys or, you know, whatever it's, yeah. It's 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 deeper than that, and um, I'm I'm thankful that it has worked that way out. But I um uh, is Matt back? I guess I don't know if he's signed in or not, but he might still be uh getting his message. Being a, being a good husband, being a good husband, he is. Oh, that's he, right. Do what you gotta is, do. Uh, laying laying it down. So we're gonna do our icebreaker next. Um, I somewhat forgot about that in. No worries. I, I yeah. I just thought it was a good earlier. one earlier. Um, no, our icebreaker. I'm not sure on it. No, it's um, and that's one I've kind of debated on too. So our icebreaker is, what do you guys do? What, what do we do? You know, when we come home from work or whatever, or on a Saturday morning, and we find that we are alone, kids are gone, wife's gone. You know, we've got about a couple hours to ourselves. What do you do, Patrick? Hmm. That a is a hours. very good question. What do you do um, with your time? Let's see. It, uh, I guess two hours. Man, I don't know. It's been so long. Since I've had two hours. A few time. hours. So, you know, if I'm, if I'm just at the house, you know, mm-hmm. by myself, I guess it depends. I mean, it depends on kind of what, what, what's going on i mean a lot some sometimes if i got something eating at me that i just want to like knock out i'll go ahead and do it like the garage i gotta clean the garage or whatever i'll do that um i have trouble sitting still sometimes um and so i say that to say this a lot of times i'll um i'll try to take the opportunity to sit still um Mm -hmm. the older i get the more value i realize 
uh, and just being still, whether, you know, grab a, a book or, or grab my Bible and start reading, um, and just kind of take that time to, um, to just be quiet. Um, so that's typically, I mean, that's typically how I, I busy myself or not. Um, you know, uh, uh, about it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, that's a, I mean, it's it's kind of weird. It, I've never really, I, I've never really stopped and thought about it. I don't know we don't, don't really have, don't really have two hours myself yeah. very often. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll let often. you know when it happens. <laughs> yeah, we'll phone um, in. Right. Um, no, that's um, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much where 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 I'll spend my time. Um and relaxing yeah usually that happens in the morning um typically before everybody wakes up so that's me that's cool you think jerry i know you got a lot Uh, of time on your hands oh all the time just i mean it's really yeah it's more interesting on, on what i do whenever i don't have extra time on my hands no i i have a hard time um just chilling at the house um I don't know whether it's a causation or just a correlation with us like in the travel and stuff because I'm actually able to relax when there's nothing else I can do, right? Um, mm-hmm. When I'm at home, I've got a million projects I could and should be doing. Like on my list, I got this. I mean, like I want to epoxy my garage floor upstairs, which also means I need to acid wash it and that kind of like that's on my list, okay? Um, I got and you clean out the storage area in the back. I need to put sheetrock on it. I got. I want to do the same thing to the downstairs garage. That needs to be cleaned out. Um, I still got some stuff in there from my roommate. Like, there's a list of things that I want to get done. Um, but if I if I don't decide to tackle a task, what I like to do is go in the backyard and chip golf balls um, to a little flagpole I stuck in the ground out there. Um, it's kind of relaxing. You kind of outdoors. Um, the problem is right now that I got a lot of drainage issues and they're waiting on the landscaper to fix the drainage issues, but then he can't do it until the concrete guy comes and cuts up the old drain. And so I just got a muddy mess in the back that I'm hitting golf balls into. So it's not as peaceful as I'd like it to be because then it reminds me of all the stuff I need to do. And the, the place that's on the left side sitting on the grass right now because we haven't put down the mulch. So it's just the two pallets on the bottom of my driveway that I got probably seven months ago and it needs to be put out. But I don't want to do that until I move the place set to the right place. And we can't do that until we run the new drain lines, which you can't do that until we get the concrete guy over here, which you can't do that until the landscape guy. It's So what I'm saying is I like going and, and doing stuff elsewhere because um, it stresses me out. <laughs> <Doing something else. laughs> like, you know, just go, let's go play a quick round of golf. Or let's go, you know, if that ever, if that, if that two hours can become four. Um, that's what I, that's what I I do because I I have a million little projects. Um, I put a TV on the wall, um, last, what was it? I had, I had a couple hours and I went to Costco and and handled that, um, while he was napping, William was napping. So he wasn't underfoot. Um, but he likes to help, likes to help give golf balls right behind where you're trying to swing. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) how about, (laughs) uh, huh. So what, what are you like doing, Derek? I mean, now this this is like the story of your life, isn't it? I mean, like your two hours. You, are you working or are you playing? You know, no, I'm not working. Cause, cause, I mean, because half the time, like, all right, so what are you doing? I'm working over here. I'm I'm spraying cabinet <laughs> doors, but are you working? Or you know, it's it's just kind of fluid, isn't it? I don't it? usually because uh, you're not at an office. Is what I'm saying. No, like, you don't come home from the office. I don't. Well, if I. If I come home, my kids are always here. Um, so they stay at the house. My mother-in-law watches them. Um, always so there? I, you're going to have to put an asterisk on that. Well, no, okay. I, I put an asterisk. <laughs> well, they're usually here when I'm here. If I'm gone, oh, okay. that's when they're more likely to be gone with me. Okay. You know, okay, Virginia okay. or wherever I'm at. Um, so I, usually if I come home, then they're here. and So I'll end up just playing with them. But. Um, in Virginia, that wasn't really the case, and so I would come home early from work, rarely, and then I would be sitting there when it's like three o'clock, and wife, I get off work till five, and I'm like, you know, what in the world am I going to do? You know, I got nothing to do. So then I I would dabble with decoy carving, 
Um, that's me and Matt kind of got nice. into that, and he has okay. surpassed me leaps and bounds. Um, but I, I did dabble with it. So I usually do some type of little crafty woodworking, um, something that I don't ever really think about or have time in my day to, to mess with while I'm doing other things, you know, or I'll do a little project around the house, you know, put, put knobs on the cabinets or something real quick that, that I can knock out and feel like I accomplished something. And then I'll pretty much just lay on the couch, maybe take a nap. Um, nap? Nice. You know, Pull the nap card. I'll, I'll squeeze out a nap every now and then. Very rarely nice. on Sundays, though. Probably ever nap on Sunday because I just feel, I just wake up and feel nasty. But, um, but that's pretty much what I do. I keep it real. So Matt has finally joined us. He has finally graced his presence. So all Matt. hail the king. Matt, <laughs> Matt, we've got some questions the king for is you, in buddy. The building. <laughs> well, Matt, where'd you go for dinner? Tell us, Matt. Oh, nice. b -b -b <laughs> Just a local state place. Well, we're not getting any likes from them on Instagram. Just a local state. Yeah. I well, we. All right, so Matt's coming in strong. He's telling us about his Angus Barn date night that he just got off of, and I'm be we we've been told that he can't hear him. Um, he's still not here, but Matt is here. Um, he's just he's just <laughs> tanking the episode, but he's here. <laughs> wrecking my life. <laughs> he no, went from being the, being a hero to a zero just like that. The opposite of Hercules. Yeah, ain't that life. <laughs> Yep. Well, go to zero, um, just like that. I don't know, Matt. I'll tell you. You know. Yep. You well, don't time. <laughs> well, I ain't gonna be able to help you. Can, <laughs> Lord knows, I don't understand the tax side of this thing. I don't know what we're doing. Um, so. Anyway, so he's he's back from his date night. He went out to uh, Angus Barn. Took his wife out to Angus Barn. Really nice. Yeah. Very and nice. I, state I was there in Raleigh, um, North Carolina. I was there for the wedding and I had, I brought some, he doesn't have um, a whole lot of like power tools and I had made some decoy keels for him. The little pieces that go on the bottom of the decoy that keep it floating upright and you hook the string to. And I had brought him some and forgot to give them to him at the wedding. So I drove to Angus Barn on the way out of town when I remembered and I stuck it under a rock by a tree in the parking lot. And so after his date night, he went rummaging around in the woods <laughs> to find these keels <laughs> that I love for him. <laughs> It was so, so great. <laughs> like so geocaching. Was that geocaching? Uh -huh. Is that, is that it's considered? <laughs> yeah. But he was like, oh, because he's in Wake Forest and I was already out of town. He's like, oh, just, just leave him in the. I was like, I can leave him at mile marker 40 for you. <laughs> but no, whatever. Pull over to the side cool. of the road. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, I'll just go to Angus Barn. You know, I just found a rock and dug a little hole and stuck it in there. So that was pretty cool. Um, all right, Matt, if you can get your mess together, I guess we'll uh, go on to our next topic, the one that I particularly like. Tell us a little bit about your first car, Joshua. Tell us a little bit about that hideous thing that you drove. Now, 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 now. I don't Tell know us. if you can consider that my first car or not. That, that, see, that, that, is, that is the confusion. Um, what so what had, happened, well, what had happened was... Dad had a a Nissan stick shift. Um, the green, green frontier. The green, yep, green frontier. Um, so it it zoomed around, and my brother kind of took that over. Okay. Dad also got a um. It was a white single cab. White, yeah, the work yes. truck. Yes, yeah, fifteen hundred, probably ninety-two ish. Maybe, maybe even earlier. Maybe and maybe a, a ninety. Um, but it. it it, and it, 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 the paint had done, started doing that chip off thing, you know, so you're like spray painting that the paint. And so like <laughs> I started taking over that. Okay. And 
then dad didn't have a car and he was, the, the green truck was still like his primary, but Benton was taking that. So dad went and bought the Aztec. Um, that call. Pontiac Aztec. If, if, you know, if you haven't seen one, <laughs> Bad call. um, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, they don't make them anymore. Um, no, fortunately, they don't make them anymore. No, no, they unfortunately, um, the the Pontiac um, Aztec was, and and everybody liked to hate on it, and then everybody got one with cleaner lines because everybody got an Acadia after that. Okay, they were about five <laughs> years later. Everybody went like, oh, these crossover SUVs actually are pretty convenient. They're roomy. Have when they of- don't look like a spaceship. Hey, you know, I mean, so the They're spaceship didn't take off, okay? And they were only produced from 2001 to 2005. Um, but when Dad got that brand new, like, what do you think I'm going to want to drive? A brand new car or the single cab Chevy? Um, like a real so I, I said, hey, can I take it? Hey, can I take it to, to class today? Or can I take? And so then I started driving it. And so then Dad, again, did not have a car. And um, he went and got him uh, Suburban, um, or uh, yeah, no, I think it was it was they just switched they switched over the names. It was Yukon XL, GMC. But anyway, um, so I rocked the Aztec, but I don't consider it necessarily my first car because I kind of took it over from Dad. So I mean, yeah, well, I can't all like the, the car that you it was kind of like it was kind yeah it was it was the one that I started driving and then I drove it to college. I had it all four years of college, um, and then wasn't until I moved here and I was I worked in the field. Um, That's what you have to do if, before you become a project manager for the company I work for. Um, you worked in the field for a year, and year year in near year in, I was told that then I qualified for a company vehicle, company truck, um, and so then I was able to sell my Aztec to pay off medical bills. Um, so that was fun. Um, so anyway, you get mono That's one time, right. and then you you know you owe five grand in medical bills. And just so you know, the Aztec does not sell for five grand. Um, <laughs> but when you have a yeah, but the the uh, luckily the, they settled with me a little bit because. Um, I just made minimum payments. But anyway, I guess that's the Aztec. Everybody knows it. Everybody secretly loved it. No, we didn't. It was a free ride. (laughs) You rode in it, so I'm just saying. (laughs) Free ride. And it it didn't break down. It never broke down. I'll give it that. I mean, you know. It had no adventures in it. It had plenty of adventures all the way to the moon (laughs) and back. But... (laughs) Uh, I think Patrick just sold his first ride. Oh, the Pearl. Mm. Moment of silence for the Pearl. Was that was that so your my first, first car? I think it was. My first my first car was a 2000 Toyota Tacoma, four wheel drive. Uh, bought it off of Justin Bryant, and I was going to say that was Justin Bryant. So Greensboro yeah. feast meeting. So I don't know. I don't know what made him sell that truck. I've never figured that out, but I would love. The next time I see him, I'm going to ask him, what made you sell that truck? Because that was probably the same thing that made me sell it, uh, having a family. That was the (laughs) best vehicle. I loved that truck. So many wonderful memories. It was four-wheel drive. It was all black. We named her the Black Pearl. Man, she ran like a sewing machine. I mean, changed the oil, changed the tires, changed the timing belt, and that's it. Never broke down, cranked up every time, and... Justin, when I brought bought it off of him, he had it in mint condition. He kept it so clean. Didn't he? Didn't he uh, get another Tacoma for a little bit, and then he? Um, he I did. He like, got a bigger I one. Like, he got a yeah, yeah a little bit bigger four one. door, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he sold me the which I was so grateful for. And yeah, I bought it when I was like seventeen, I think, and I literally just sold it like not even two years ago, um, and it did sell for more than five thousand dollars uh that (laughs) thing held its value man and um it was just it was a dream of a car couldn't ask for better so many great memories took it hunting took it fishing you know got it stuck multiple times surf trips you know pulling a boat you just you couldn't beat it with a stick it was just it was just a great 
Trump is that your going away vehicle when y'all got married? Um, no, I think we rode off in the Camry, if I remember correctly, um, which was Lolo's car. She loved the Camry. She actually cried when, when we sold the Camry. Um, it was a oh, nice car. Um, I did not cry when I sold the Pearl, but but I did have <laughs> to take a moment. It's still hard to believe that it's gone. So that was my first car. Dad helped me go in and get it so i'm always grateful for that i don't think i could have done it otherwise and um paid it off and it definitely paid me back um man it's a great truck highly recommend highly recommend them to anybody of course i don't have to everybody knows they're great so great car great car matt try try talking again see if anybody can hear you Speak your move, baby. Uh, All right. Well, um, my first car. Goodness, I probably had fifteen cars in my lifetime. That might, and I'm, and I'm underselling it. Um, so I'm the kind of guy who, nope, we still can't hear Matt. So I'm the kind of guy that bought extremely used cars, broke down a lot, trashed them. Pretty much gave me the mechanic when I was done. Um, blew up like three motors before I was 20. Um, first car, though, I bought for $750 off the side of the road when I was 13. I saved up money, and I bought a 71 GTO and never drove it. Brought it back to the barn, stripped it down. It had been in a wreck, did a bunch of body work on it, got it running, um, and... I never drove it because I couldn't drive at the time. So um, basically it was just a, <laughs> a project. So that's not really what I was looking for in first car information. But um, after that, I, I inherited my older brother's 90, 94 red S10 pickup truck. It was I remember the S10. Four cylinders, thick shift, single cab, short bed, had a little button cover on the top. Um, I drove that thing 80,000 miles in the first year and a half that I had it. Um, I was living in Alabama, so I was driving a minimum four hours every weekend somewhere to get out of Alabama and see some people. Um, so that was pretty much my first car. And uh, that one died naturally. Um, maybe 250,000 miles. Didn't it die at, um, at my wife's house? Like a while in the church parking lot. I mean, like no, it's like stayed there for a couple weeks, and then like somebody like shot your window out, maybe or something. I don't know. Like it was an ordeal. Like it was just sitting out there. Hey, well, no, I do. Now I do remember something about it. Yeah, and it sat in the driveway forever. Then we took it just to get it fixed so we could get it out of the driveway. I think at the Goodyear place. I just like Derek's gone, but his car's still here. That's funny, man. I don't, I'm sure it happened. I just don't remember it. Um, I do remember it dying in, in the church parking lot, and um, the starter would go out. And so, like, I never got the starter fixed. So I'd always jump start it with the clutch. Um, which uh, So, basically, I would get my wife to push me down a hill, and then you hold the clutch down when you if you have a stick shift That's car. That's bonding. Another That's all re- that is, is bonding. Yeah, another reason to have a stick shift car. But you push it down the hill, and then you no, just, let off the just clutch. Just get it automatic. It works. <laughs> No, <laughs> I mean, like, or replace a starter. I mean, come off no. for two hundred dollars. No, it would, it would it would go out occasionally, so I would end up having to jump start the ghetto way. Um, but yeah, that was that was my first car, and then I had like I don't know five or six between them. And then I got the Chevelle, and that was the main that was the main hoopty. That's the one that I sold to pay off doctor bills after having two kids and a mortgage and. You know, doing the thing that typical dads do is they sell all the cool toys. And, the uh, Chevelle, I, baby. I, yeah, I, I, the guy kept bugging me about it, and finally he bugged me on the right day, and I, I told Leanne, I said, you're going to have to sell it. Cause, so I was like, you take care of it all, and I'm going to come home, and it's not going to be there. And that's all I can I, I can't, can't do. I don't know. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see. I can't bear to see it. Um, so, yeah, that oh, never ripped the Band-Aid. You have to roll the bandit off. Real quick, you can't do it. Not to interrupt, but um, when I when I listed the Yoda on Craigslist, the Black Pearl, I had a guy call me 
from Somewhereville South in South Georgia. And he called me. He said, hey, you selling the uh, 2000 Toyota Tacoma? And I said, yes, sir, I am. And he and he goes, he goes, I'm not calling because I want to buy it. I'm calling to talk you out of it. Don't do it. And here's why. And I'm in the grocery store. And this man spent 15 minutes trying to sell me on not selling the car. He said, I had one and it's the best thing. And I sold it and I regretted it for 30 years. True story. That's pretty sweet. Now they're great trucks, man. I had a I had an 87 Tacoma, which I guess at that time was a, I don't even know what you call it. It was like an SR5 extra cab. Mm-hmm. I remember that truck. Didn't have, mm-hmm. Yeah, a little gray one. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Didn't have it very long. It died. A natural call. Derek, Derek, there was a <laughs> 1963 Ford F100 pickup Ooh. in Lexington. $3,500. Yeah. Three speed manual transmission on the column. Uh-uh. Oh, I don't want get that, get that trash <laughs> out of here. That could be a topic, <laughs> Ford or Chevy. Or neither. Or neither. I think Patrick's going to do or neither. Toyota. Yeah. Well, Yoda, I mean, baby. Yoda for life. All right, Josh. Yoda for life. You got a few minutes. I'll let you get your dad joke stuff in. I'm gonna Wait, are y'all going to give me that a... way? Wait. That, I'm, I'm, you, I'm, I've got... I'm kind. Two minutes. I'm not like the other guys. I'm not the other guys. Two, two minutes. minutes. Let you have, two let you have a few minutes. whole minutes. Well, we started late, wow. so we can run late. Wow. You know, get like four minutes. <sighs> so, All right, guys. Well, all right. So tonight's prize, okay? You guys, you ain't gonna believe this. Or as Carolina said, it, it, Carolina's awesome with it. She goes, "You can't believe this. Guess what? You can't believe this. I love it. You anyway, can't believe this. this. <laughs> you can't believe it. You can't, you can't believe, believe it. Yeah, he's like, you can't believe. Don't even it. try. Not I can't believe it. You can't believe it. Anyway, you can't believe it. Whitney from Columbia writes in, "Why don't eggs tell each other jokes? Well, it's because they crack each other up." <laughs> yes, yes, Hazardous. yes. All right. Um, so back to you can't believe this. You can't believe, and, and I didn't realize how fun these were. I got one. Lights up the toilet bowl to whatever color you want it to on motion detection. Have y'all seen these? Have y'all seen these? You walk in the door. It, like, no. It's late at night. All the lights are off. You don't want to flip on that long light because then that's going to wake you up. You know, it's like looking at your phone. You don't do that at three in the morning, you know? And so you walk oh, into the bathroom and the motion detector just catches you and it lights up the bowl of the toilet. Just just enough light. It's, it doesn't hurt your eyes. It doesn't wake you up. It's perfect, okay? I had a friend of mine over, actually landscaper, um, saw it in the one. And so I surprised him with one um, to his house. Cause I mean, there's just, you, it's one of those things you didn't think you needed and it kind of sounds weird. But whenever you have it, it's the coolest thing. Like, you don't have to turn on lights at night. <laughs> the, the toilet lights itself up, and you're good to go. So that's going to one lucky winner tonight, just so y'all know. Okay? Um, let's see. We had a Scott from Raleigh write in and said, Did you know that justice is a dish best served cold? If it's served warm, it would be just water. Just nice. <laughs> Just nice. Just nice. Anyway, yeah. Um, Rainy from James Island uh, says, what do you call a potato wearing some, some glasses? Mm. Potato just sitting there wearing glasses. A spectator. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, um, yep. Jeanette, I think you guys know her from Raleigh. Yeah, she's all right. Uh, when, she's we, good people. when we vote on these, we do vote blind vote them because it would definitely skew our um, our perception of the joke. Um, a man drops his phone on the concrete floor. The phone's fine, no damage at all. You know why? He had it on airplane what? mode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeanette. oh yes, oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> And then we've got ourselves a winner with, um, I believe it's Lauren in Albany. What do you call a boomerang that does not come back? <laughs> oh, that would be a stick. 
<laughs> so you guys, if you guys uh, think that you can beat those submissions, if you're sitting there going, I have heard better jokes, whatever you're thinking, go ahead it. and put that into action. Prove it. Send it to us, speakasyourmoved at gmail.com, or you can D, uh, DM us on Instagram, speakasyourmoved, or message Man. us on Facebook, speakasyourmoved. So speakasyourmoved at gmail.com. So, can I um, be heard? Uh, that would try. be a. Uh, we hear you. That we would be the winner Matt. for tonight. <laughs> the winner for tonight. Oh, we so. heard Matt. Oh, oh Matt. I knew it. I fixed Was it. Was Matt heard? Yes. Matt's been heard. Matt's heard. Matt's heard. <laughs> okay. All right. Marriage advice. Uh, Matt, yeah, marriage call. advice. What would you do for two you hours? Okay. 60 seconds. <laughs> go. Hit us. Go. Go. How was the day? Everything. I, I'll, have to ch- I'll have to sign in next week. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the wife in the background. That was oh, awesome. Oh, he's awesome. <laughs> oh, in deep doo-doo. Oh, I think I'll now probably look at one of his kids. All right, I'll have All Patrick call over about the man being the head of the household and explain it to her, and you can get back on here. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Just put her on the phone real quick. I don't think it works that <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah, just put her on. Just put her on. Matt, hand her the headset. Hand her the headset. I don't know what she's doing in the sure. studio anyway. But, I'm sure uh, that uh, – I took about a Lauren. I didn't take about Anna. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that was cool. We had Matt for a brief moment in time. We do appreciate him making an appearance. Just a little no, teaser. Officially, that was like a match. Yeah, well, officially nobody has missed – a speakers removed broadcast. Um, That's so true. He, was, <laughs> he was here. He wasn't the first one. He was here and he was heard. He made a uh, celebrity appearance. There. Yep. Well, <laughs> which we can we can have that in the future. Um, different celebrities coming on. So um, there you go. So Lauren won the uh, the toilet bowl illuminator. That is correct. That is correct. And 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 even if she doesn't think she's going to, she's going to love it. She's going to love it. Okay. So I'm definitely sending you jokes next year. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I have one toilet bowl that's pink. Get your one toilet bowl is blue. It, it's, it, I have a few of them in my house. They're pretty cool. Triple A batteries yep. last for a few months. Pretty cool. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a fun little topic discussion. I enjoyed Sir. it. We are four minutes over time due to Josh and his lengthy dad jokes. Um, <sighs> so I guess we'll... <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and shut it down um, so remember to drop your comments into all of our various social media stuff which I don't know much about um, speak as you move speak as you moved at gmail.com uh huh and spell it correctly um, we don't want any submissions we yeah. don't know how to spell your you yeah. your your possession yes your, you, you are, are. <laughs> that's not even possession <laughs> <laughs> wow. I got it, man. <laughs> I'm glad Darren had to write in. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like this speak as ye be moved or something like that. Yeah. That, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll go ahead and shut it down. R E. Yes. Y O U R E. Yes. All right. Well, uh, remember to tune in next Monday. Next Monday. 8.30, same time, same place. Hopefully we'll have our act together a little bit better and Matt will grace us with his presence. Um, I pray that uh, somebody got something out of this. If nothing else, it's a little enjoyment for your night. So we'll uh, be in prayer for next week. We'll uh, go ahead and dismiss with prayer as usual. And we'll ask Brother Patrick to go ahead and dismiss us. Heavenly Father, we're thankful, dear God, once again for being able to gather in um, a medium that is that is um, something that really we've never thought possible, probably. <laughs> and we're grateful, God. We're grateful that that you can you can use whatever means you see fit, dear God. And we hope that you use these means, dear Father. We pray, God, that you would help us, Lord, to just be vessels for you and for your honor and for your glory, dear God. Ask, Father, that you would Help us to continue to to do our best to to reach out and to spread the gospel and share love and hope and and I pray God that that your word would go out. I pray Father that you would 
be with each one of us, dear dear Lord, as we as we look to you as to how to guide our households and and continue in the faith, dear Father. I ask God a special blessing over those that are that are newly married or starting out in their marriages, dear God. I pray, Father, that you would just you would just help them and give them guidance and wisdom. Pray, Father, that you would help each and every person who is listening here tonight, dear God. I know that there are many who are who are going through good times and bad, dear God. And I just pray that you would just attend to their need, bless their heart, dear Father, help them, and uh, help us to be helpers one of another. Lord, we love you tonight. We give you all the praise, both now and forever, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 See you all next week. I don't know. Adios. Uh...